The following is a pre-recorded conversation between two siblings and is filled with personal opinions and biases. It should not be taken seriously by anyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. I'm Squid. And I'm Jackson. And today's movie is Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest, Forrest Gump. The entire, the movie that created Southern accents across <laughs> the U.S. and the world. Created Southern accents. I feel like that's, everyone did a Southern accent for probably till today. <laughs> I feel like everyone's just mimicking Forrest Gump. <laughs> really? You think that's all Southern accents are? I think so, because I've heard uh, him, Tom Hanks, doing not a Forrest Gump accent, doing yeah. his regular, it just, just sounds like... Just a Southern? Well, he wasn't even doing Southern. He didn't even know what to do when they first started the movie. They He... It was a little kid. We all know that he's mimicking the kid who plays Forrest. He's mimicking his natural accent. And he... So, sounds like Woody. <laughs> it's like, huh. I don't know if you I'm getting... You are a toy! <laughs> yeah, and it's like, hmm. I don't... Honestly, he just seems like a charming dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. Uh, Not that Southern means slow. <laughs> but, but Tom Hanks without a Southern accent sounds no, like I Tom mean, Hanks. I mean, there, there's definitely an argument to be made that, like, British accents uh, in film oh, they and sound cinema smart. is... Yeah, is indicative of a smart character, whereas the southern accent shows more of a um, a lower IQ <laughs> than, uh, than Although than I feel like now it can be argued it's all of American. <laughs> <laughs> all of American? Yeah. It's uh, all of just, America. Just, oh, um, you're saying that's the average? The, the accent American looked at elsewhere. <laughs> we sound stupid. <laughs> ah. So you're saying that the southern accent... Is representative of all of America. All of America now. Gotcha, gotcha. We so, gotta do better. <laughs> we got to. Uh, so this time I chose the movie. Yes, very Yay. feel good. Winner of six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. <laughs> well, the reason why I chose Forrest Gump. I uh, mean, honestly, like, like Street Fighter could have won. <laughs> Really? You dare bring up that name in my house <laughs> on my movie day? It could have won Academy Awards. Anyway, the reason why I chose Forrest Gump is because it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. See, you and, watched it, I don't even know how many yeah, times. Yeah, I just, I kept watching it like over and over and over again. And um, even, even my father would be like, why do you like this movie so much? Honestly, like, I, I get it. It's such a feel-good movie. It makes you happy, but, like, I didn't understand anything. Oh, as a kid? No. Oh, yeah. I understand I, there, nothing. There was, there's so much more that I, because I, I told, I was talking to mom while we were watching it. I'm like, this kind of reminds me of a play, because, like, I know the lines, but sometimes, like, when you're. You're not processing what the lines are telling you. Exactly. It's just, you just know the words. Exactly. Where you know something so well, you know the lines, and you know, like, line delivery, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. There's something happening right now. Like, uh. Uh, it's crazy. Well, for me, that first scene, like when Sally Field is explaining. Well, no, the, the first first scene. You mean like forced, with the feather, the very opening where we're following that feather that gets like mocked. It's like before memes were a thing. We had like scary movie, and we had like those movie tributes that made yeah. fun of 
uh, certain things. So you had like the, the standard matrix where like Trinity would go up and then you'd have the stupid Forrest Gump feather that would fly through things. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny. I think that like Forrest Gump is the first time I remember like memes coming out like people making fun of something that you understood yeah it's like it's almost like a progenitor of like current meme culture Hmm. because everybody knows run forest run they still say that today yeah they still do if you get caught running somewhere and you're by yourself someone's gonna yell run forest life is like a box of chocolates but that's the thing that makes no fucking sense you never know what you're gonna get you do the box says no well (laughs) that's but the thing is the box mama's always got a way of explaining things so they make sense Forrest is never going to know what's in that box of chocolates until he reaches in and eats it. So that's the whole thing. You never know what's going to be in that particular. Read the back. (laughs) You never know what's in the box of chocolates. You don't buy a box of chocolates if it doesn't tell you the nutrition facts. Well, I mean, technically you could argue that you know for a fact that there's chocolate in the box of chocolates. Yes. What they're talking about is what they're filled with. They tell you inside the box. They might. And on the back of the box. Why must you poke holes in what Mama always says? Because Mama named him after a Ku Klux Klan member. You know what? I saw that and that colored my whole perspective of Forrest's mom. I watched uh, a video by The Take on YouTube and they did this like whole like mini thing where they compared where it's like Forrest Gump is a representation of America, you know? Of what, you mean of how we don't tell history right? <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, well, like how history is kind of centered around his, his innocuous actions. And, and they have like this really good thing where they're talking about like America's original sin, which is slavery. Mm. So it makes sense that the, the person that we're following was born. And out- also naive about it, doesn't understand. I mean, he's naive about everything. I mean, he can't, he, it's, it's strange. Like there, there are moments where he processes something and you understand, and, but you, you make the mistake of assuming he knows the gravity of what's happening yeah. and he doesn't, he, cause he can't, he, it's, we are seeing the effects. Like when he gives Jenny his purple heart, it's a pretty thing around his neck. He doesn't know what it means. Like it, it, it like it. Another, like, when the kids want to go to school and he helps out someone, one of the black kids drops one of their books in school and he's te- he picks it up. It's because he, that's what he's meant, been meant to do. Like, he's he doesn't know that he's making a, uh, he's making a statement by doing that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that, like. Well, it's because Forrest himself isn't very political. No, it's not that he's not political. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> no, yeah, because he doesn't have a political viewpoint. No, because he doesn't like, have if, a viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I do think he has a viewpoint. It's just that Mama needs to explain it to him first so he can form one. Because Mama always, always got a way of explaining things so that I can understand them. Yeah, but you ain't, you ain't no different than anybody else. And don't let anyone tell you that. But Forrest is very different from everybody else because Forrest doesn't do anything in life. Like, Forrest well, lets uh, things Forrest, happen to him. Forrest is a very passive character. But, I mean, that's like that's part of the representation of America, though. Just let stuff happen. Well, it's no, it's he's he's constantly living in the moment. He's not planning anything, and like everything in his life is opportunity, right? Somebody tells him to run, he fucking runs. He does it, and he has that laser focus on everything he does. That's why when he's in the military, he's like, "You're a goddamn genius, come." Because he's good at following directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when he's told something to do, when he understands something, he hones in. That's why when he runs, he runs all out. Like his 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 talent is to like that scene as a kid when he starts breaking off of his like his legs and 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 they just like fall to the floor and he just runs and like the music swells. That's 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 Forrest in a nutshell. That's America in a nutshell. 
run. <laughs> we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. We got to no. do one, no, but I we're mean, gonna do it real good. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's like it's all indicative of America's like viewpoints of hard work paying off, like and 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 um, capitalism and the American dream, and anybody oh. can accomplish it with like a bit of pluck and luck. You yeah, know? like saying even even someone as dumb as Forrest. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like this can whole movie. succeed. Exactly, but this whole movie is like a pseudo-history book, you know? It's like... But a, a history book that has very, very huge biases. Oh, yeah, well, not like, well, huge biases, but I feel like at the time they were trying to snapshot a moment, you mm. know? So, I mean, if you understand that this is a movie made in the 1990s, then obviously there's going to be biases because... 90s had a bias. Yeah, but at, even now there's a bias. Oh, we yeah. just don't know what it is until 10 years in the future when we're like, <laughs> remember the 20s? Yeah, you remember, know? remember when we just all like hated pants? <laughs> remember COVID? Remember that? We like, but it's going to take a little bit, you know? And I think it's the same thing with, with Forrest Gump. It's like it's it's history, but it's not history. Yeah, which is exactly what they did to history in like literal history like it's history that we see with the presidents meeting for us mm-hmm. and all those scenes that were real scenes but it's not history because tom hanks is there oh, yeah because tom hanks is photoshopped <laughs> in yeah back when that was like an amazing thing to see yes yes yeah and honestly i could see it yeah it made me upset. Mm. Oh, nah. I didn't. It and didn't. I was like, oh, his mouth looks weird. Like, you know what? The, the special effects that bugged me was when he was running with Bubba in his arms and then like the explosions went off and then you just see like his green screen running. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh. but I, the, 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 the camera tricks didn't bug me too much. I think I was just so I was I didn't notice that, but I was so wrapped up in in Bubba's scene like oh. in general. I love Bubba and I'm so upset that the actor kind of got like this movie hurt his career uh typecast yeah well he got typecast and people thought that his mouth was really like that Uh (laughs) oh and it's not in that lip yeah because he was wearing a prosthetic and people thought that his look was really that and it's like really (laughs) well again 90s yeah because i mean if if forrest gump was to be remade today would even an actor like tom hanks be considered wouldn't you rather have somebody who's actually like representative of what they're trying to show oh yeah they wouldn't have Forrest do it no yeah, i mean they, you wouldn't have, they wouldn't have tom hanks do it yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have an a normal actor imitate like that kind of brain function yeah you know you would you would want some you would want to actually hire somebody that was closer to it or someone yeah someone who can be a good representative someone who's also give an opportunity to someone who's marginalized in general mm-hmm. trying i mean like I also feel like we might make this Jenny's story, too, just because she's so much more interesting. Did you know it was based off of a book? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. I did not know it was based off of a book. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently uh, Forrest isn't as clean cut as he is in the movie. He's a lot dirtier in the book. Oh, and, and he's they supposed moved, to be heavy, too. Yeah, and they moved a lot of the sins that he did to Jenny's character. Mm. So they like they took they took all of the the they cleaned forest and shoved all that on Jenny and then made everyone hate Jenny, you which know, I loved her. Oh my gosh, rewatching it now as like <laughs> an adult, yeah, I hated Jenny. I did too. And I was I like, why is she so, so much, mean to Forrest? Right? Why is she always bashing Forrest? Why is she never letting Forrest like be with her? They're obviously supposed to be no, together. But she's such a like Robin Wright does such a good job. Like she is so complex. Mm-hmm. A character is like. 
<laughs> I loved seeing a complicated female. Oh, yeah. Like, and the fact that she's moving through history and mm-hmm. history's changing her. Yeah. Like, and Forrest is staying stagnant. Like, and that was kind of, I mean, it, that, you could say that's indicative of America, too, that we stayed stagnant. We're still well, what we were. Well, that viewpoint stays stagnant. Yeah. But then we have Forrest Jr. representing, like, hope for the future oh, and cute, everything. Oh, cute, little Haley Joas. Like, like, extra squishy. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. When he climbed into that, like, school bus. Like, and I'm I was like, Forrest, why is he Forrest so is tiny? <laughs> He's so <laughs> little. How can a person be so small and so cute and compact? Like, honestly, that kid. I swear, adorable. Like I wanted to have babies right then. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's make this. You heard, let's you make heard this. The, the ding on your oven. Yes, <laughs> so cute, so cute. Yeah, ah man, Forrest Gump. Yeah, it, but see, like that. See that smile on your face, though. Is yeah, it's like really a feel good movie. It's a feel good movie, but honestly, like it's. I had a lot of issues with it as an adult. Really? Yeah. Oh, I want to hear the issues. Like just in general, the way that they treat Jenny. Oh yeah, Jenny is not treated very well. No, and the fact that Forrest can kind of like like how I was telling you before, where we're kind of in, like the movies trying to imply that Forrest understands something in order to get the emotional moment from from it but mm-hmm. he can't if we are he can't understand certain things because he doesn't understand other things you know like the fact that Jenny's getting molested by her dad like I didn't even understand that as a kid you didn't no I got that I didn't even understand that like and that, yeah, that's cause, so cause traumatizing. It's because of the way the force described it. She had really loving father always kissing mm, and touching. touching on her. Yeah, and then when he said that, I was like, uh, little, little Cindy. Uh. Like, I, I knew that that sounded wrong, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that meant, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then that other where when Lieutenant Dan and him after the war and he's it's during the New Year's thing where he's like, well, Lieutenant Dan really liked to exercise his arms, but he's talking about lifting the alcohol bottle like that's dumb. Like that's not. No, like he force has to. It's one or the other. Like you don't lifting your arm. That's not a workout. Yeah. Like come on now. Well, I think I think that that um he, that was that, what, what, I feel what, like that was poor writing. I feel that the the the, the filter that they were using for Forrest was extremely literal. You know, especially around Lieutenant Dan, because he but, even says that thing where he's like, "Have you found Jesus?" And he's like, "I wasn't aware we were looking, sir." <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I love that though, but yeah. that's a sarcas- sarcasm. I'm assuming from Forrest. I know, but I know it's not. That, I think it's I find it funny because I think it's sarcastic. Mm. I have to take it sarcastically, you know. No, I think it's it's like um it's like Drax from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, where he takes everything very literally. Yeah, but nothing goes over my head. But I would catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Nothing goes over my head. I would catch it. (laughs) That's that's how I feel. Forrest is is is, or at least if I was Tom Hanks and the director's telling me, like, what do you think Forrest would do in this moment and stuff like that? um, That's how I would try and portray the character. It's like I'm just gonna take everything literally. There's even like a line where that he uses where it's like. um, because you know the, the the idiom is two peas in a pod, but force is peas and carrots. Yeah, force isn't going to understand that, but he knows Mama makes his peas with his carrots, so he goes, "Me and Jenny were peas and carrots again," which so, is adorable. Yeah, because he knows peas is an idiom people use, but the way he understands it is peas and carrots, not two peas in a pod. Even though it means almost the exact same thing, it's just been foresterized. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just little things like that, though, bothered me. Ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So, what did you... Okay, so last time we were talking about Jersey Boys' framing technique for telling a story. And Forrest Gump is kind of, like, famous for its, like, framing technique because it's forced on... And telling his story. Telling his story to the random people who sit next to him at the bus stop, right? Which, honestly, I felt really bad for them. I felt bad for the first lady because she seemed very uncomfortable. You mean the the black lady? Yeah, the nurse. Well, yeah, because there's this random white guy in whatever what the 80s or i can't even is this the 90s already i can't tell he's in the same outfit from Mm. from the beginning of the movie i think it's to the 80s i don't think it's straight to the 90s because honestly if a random white guy just started talking to me offered me chocolate at the bus stop it's like it freaked me out talking talking to forrest for more than 30 seconds you're gonna know that there's something up well they're all in the south I love I love southern food. <laughs> southern food. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw that. I saw that distinction. I saw that. I did. I did. Nah. Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah. Nah. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even arguing right now. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'm in this picture. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> I see. I see. But what did you think of the force gum framing device? Did you like that type of like delivery for the movie yeah i mean but then that also shows that forrest still has no perspective on what happened no he's just telling things as they are yeah which was weird to see i mean but then again it's someone who's also very who didn't absorb while their life was happening so it makes sense but also i kind of wish he did have a little perspective never gonna absorb anything yeah I guess I just wished that he could, that there would have been some kind of growth or something. I I think that's part of his character, though, because, you know, it's it's all about that laser focus and like the running. And whenever I needed to go somewhere, I ran. He's not thinking about the future. And it's just it's it's um, it's not like a stubbornness. It's more like a uh, he just can't he he can't focus on the big picture. Yeah. He can only relay the details. So I think that's exactly what Jenny's letters were all going to have. was just Forrest literally just stating what happened. I did this. I did that. I tried to give Lieutenant Dan some ice cream. <laughs> he was mad. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I feel like, though, my one of my favorite like parts, though, was outside the framing device. Mm-hmm. It was at the end when he's talking to Jenny. Oh, at her grave? Yeah, and he's telling her that he's so glad that their baby is smart. Oh, and, and not like him. But I feel like, but there's the growth right there, like, from Forrest. Oh, well, I think that Forrest recognizes that his life is different because his mom, mom like, kind of forced him to overcome adverse adversity you know she was never like feel feel bad because you're like this or put him down because he's like this it was always you can do anything anybody else can do for us don't let anybody tell you otherwise you know what i love that she did that for her son it makes complete sense because she's a mom who loves her kid but forrest would have done better had he had a more focused education for people who know how to deal with kids who are slow if he had had one-on-one attention at a school that specializes it, but what I'm saying is, is that right nowadays, if nowadays, your kid is slow, yeah. you don't want to force them into public school. You want to make sure that they get the attention that they need. That it, because everyone learns differently. 
I told I think that if it was today, yes, we now have the resources, but in the fifties. Yeah. You thinking most likely they'll just electric shock him until Yeah, I think it was more into just, oblivion. I think it's closer I think at that point, um, having like a special needs uh kid would have been more equivalent to just putting them in a playpen to keep them around, like away from other members of society. I don't think that necessarily it was something that was going to be catered to him and his experience. Yeah, and there might not have been as many like people who were dedicated to special education. Exactly. Or, or even yeah. like, I, I don't even know what the education system was like at that moment. It, true, I need to do more research. Yeah. It but was, it did it did strike me that way. Just like how finding out that she named her son after a Ku Klux Klan member who is like, I forget... What what the but he's like a famous dude. A re- he's like, no, he literally like started it. Yeah, like and he's he's someone who's an, a bad guy, like real bad guy, killed a lot of people. So um, didn't like that and uh, colored her character for me because yeah, she's his mom and she loves him, but like if she's an asshole, well, like I think that that it's it's just her environment at that moment. Like also, I like when it comes to all that stuff. I I think it's because Forrest is representational of America, you know, and that's America's original sin, slavery. Yeah, we're still still not dealing with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's just I think because honestly, I didn't realize how like tumultuous everything's been in America. We haven't really had civil peace, you know. Mm. in like such a long time because like watching the protests and everything of like the 60s that nothing's changed everything we were just in a big cycle yeah right i mean like because then in the 90s you get the like rodney king mm. like and then now it's it's like a cycle of every 20 years it's yeah it comes back it comes back because nothing happens we need to fix it (laughs) yeah i was more astonished at how many presidential assassinations like attempt there was and like successions <laughs> people people uh be cray cray yeah i mean that was that was ridiculous it was like almost every single president w- was almost assassinated or was assassinated like see or you know people storm the capital <laughs> yeah exactly crazy or, people yeah it's, it's 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 like that it's you and you're just like man i think i think that what i most appreciated was um because in when you're younger, you don't when you see people rebelling and you think those are people who rebel, and then you see people who conform to society and you think these are people who conform. And rewatching Forrest Gump, you realize that rebelling's just a part of growing up. Yeah, because it's part of like addressing the world and and realizing that it's not what was promised. And it's it's when you figure out, yeah, that shit wasn't what you were told. Yeah, that that nothing was nothing was fixed. Yeah. Like we're not we're we're not really better now. No. Same shit, different day. Same shit, different day. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation, yeah. There may be different problems, but they're almost like the exact same problems. Like <sighs> But back to the feel good movie of Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, but that's that that was like something that was crazy. Like I I was It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, I actually uh, heard a podcast where they were talking about um, Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and they were talking about deleted scenes, yeah. like from stuff that they that happened in the books that they had filmed, but then took out because it would it seemed like they they said insensitive, mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, it was. It was insensitive. Yeah. What, <laughs> we, what, pray, pray, pray tell. <laughs> Appar- apparently, it was a, it was a scene where Jenny and Forrest were would just like meet up again. They're talking, but Selma is going on behind them, and Martin Luther King gets attacked by dogs. Forrest like saves him <laughs> because he knows the dogs because they're hometown dogs. He knows who they are. They know him. And he tells them to go home and they go home. And then the directors take it out because they're like, it, it looks like it was insensitive. It's like, <laughs> like fuck it. What? Yeah. That's tone deaf. <laughs> like, that soup's tone deaf. Uh, I mean, if it was considered tone deaf in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just pretty. Like, dude, I just got goosebumps. I'm just telling what happened and yeah. I got goosebumps right now. That's cause... like tone deaf concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Talk, talk about white saviorism and not even under, understanding it either. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of that kind of that kind of bugged me. That that the whole political movement and everything revolved around Forrest's actions. I mean, even his like sh- shit happens. Yeah, yeah. Forrest Gump, Gump. During his oh. veteran speech, that no one gets to hear. There's no way Forrest said anything that made the dude cry. Like, there's no way. I don't think that guy was really listening. <laughs> like, I remember, he's like, "Man, that's deep. That's real deep, man." Yeah, but but he was he's the the MC, so the MC has to, has to ham it up. Yeah, it has to go full Hunger Games. <sighs> and then you know they had the really nice like reuniting moment in the water. Yeah, that honestly that got me. Yeah. When she's running in the thing, but then I'm thinking like fucking white girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Jenny. Yeah. But but like honestly with her and her stupid hippie <laughs> outfit and she's running through the water. It's like forest, Jenny. And I was like goddamn white girl. <laughs> of course you made this about you. <laughs> God, that's fuck. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that, savage! But for real, like white girl white, making, making shit, shit about, about you. you. Said the white girl. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn yeah. it! But, but still, those. And was please keep good. in mind, all this is coming from two white, like white presenting girls. So <laughs> we understand this, and we do have white privilege. My edibles kicking in. <laughs> Hashtag white girl on edible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> yeah, it was right before it because there was a, a piece that was a bit small, and I'm like, "Hey, Ma, you think I can still do this on an edible?" And she's like, "Go now." And I'm like, "When God flips a coin, <laughs> we'll see how, how this podcast goes." <laughs> and it's like just now, okay, good, good, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, right, right. If like I felt it right when you were saying, uh, <laughs> uh, "White girl, make this about you." <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm stoned." <laughs> Okay, sorry. I just need to breathe for like two seconds. I bought it on Amazon because they had a 4K version. You're so silly. I know. I just, I can't. We have it. I don't want to. It's normal DVD quality. I just don't want to watch that on my 4K TV. And I know that there's no way that it's like real 4K because that's what's advertised. It's oh, like yeah, it can't 4K. be. And, uh, I mean, it's just minimum upconverted. It's up, yeah, minimum it's up- upconverted. There's, it's no remastering or anything like that, but it was still nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jackson, what do you like? I like I know that I've been plugging a lot of other podcasts that are not our podcast. <laughs> this is not a podcast. This is uh, someone that I like to follow on Instagram. I just heard her on another podcast 
Jamila Jamil's podcast, I Weigh. Really? Yeah. She was a guest, and she's at Trap Yoga Bay. <laughs> she's so funny. Like, and so she has, a, like, a degree in, like, psychological positivity. What? <laughs> yeah, like, it's insane. Like, her, she's got a master's. She went to India and studied yoga there. Like, um. and, but her affirmations, they're called ratchet affirmations. <laughs> like, she loves to go just, just breathe in, breathe out, and you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It's so fucking charming. Yeah. Like, and she doesn't like put on this pretension for yoga. Like, people hate her in the yoga community because they te- they like question, they question her like her credentials, and then they don't like that she's cursing and stuff. Like, in general, you feel like yogis were more chill about shit. But they're not like all the white girls are coming for her. Like, no, I think that when it comes to um, expanding your mind and and trying to reach that higher state of being, when you go down that rabbit hole of like chakras, well, and, yeah, and then you go up your own ass. Yeah, but the, <sighs> the the thing is, is that I prefer it when somebody doesn't take it too seriously, and that's exactly like how she does it. Yeah, where she's you should like pick and choose what's good from it because not everything is going to be a hundred percent for you. Yeah, you but choose what will what what you like and what works for you, and you can create your own thing. Yeah. Like, I 100%. I 100% appreciate that. And then, like, she, when she does yoga classes and stuff, she basically, she introduces it like, hey, like, come, come down and, like, and get, like, sit your ass in the circle. Like, and that's all we're going to do. Like, pretty much. And she's like, no one's going to be looking at you. Like, I, everyone's going to be looking at me because this is a show about me because I'm going to be dancing up here, shaking my <laughs> ass. Nobody's paying attention to you. Like, so you don't have to feel self-conscious about, like, not knowing what you're doing or not being familiar with yoga poses mm-hmm. but until you get into the class and follow along and breathe and just kind of like be able to chill mm-hmm. you know to chill and then you realize you're actually stretching and doing yoga and calming your mind like I love her approach to that and mm-hmm. she had such like a, like a hard road in general to then like figure out how she was going to like find her own mental health so you know hashtag self-care is for everyone (laughs) nice 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 so follow um at trap yoga bay trap yoga bay yeah and she's she's hilarious she's great also follow jamil jamil she's amazing (laughs) and uh like just good place i I love tahani i she's she's one of my idols so and i love i weigh i love that whole community like it's it's great and she's great noise 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 so squid, uh-huh. what's your likey? Okay, so Mario just came out with Super 3D World, right? And Bowser's Fury for the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a video game. That's right. So um, I bought it because so Super Mario 3D World is um, was released originally on like the Wii U, and because it was on the Wii U, absolutely nobody played it, right? But it's literally considered one of the best 3D Mario games ever. So it's been ported to the Switch with like this new game. So now you can actually play it, and they fix some of the bugs and stuff. But this game comes with a secondary game called Bowser's Fury, and it's like. Because in Super Mario 3D World, it's like the Cat Mario. Have you seen any of the Cat Mario stuff? Uh-uh. 
You don't know anything about video games. Uh-uh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you that do know, it's like the 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 Cat Mario um, power up that you get came from 3D World. So Bowser's Fury is like a whole island that's like open world and it's all cat themed. Even the seagulls have cat ears. It's adorable. <laughs> and if they're like, I am so bad at video games because I'm so behind. Like everybody's had so much more training than I have in my language. Like my Mario um, vocabulary isn't very good. So when I'm in a level, it takes me a while to figure out what it wants from me. You know, and I can't if I know I'm supposed to jump on something, I'll jump over it 50 times before I land on it. I'm not good at video games. And I'm sitting there like rage quitting, going, a child could do this. <laughs> and I can't because the child's have grown up with uh, a switch in their hands. Right. But it, I'm, I'm surprised at how fun puzzle solving is. It's, it's honestly like, yeah, I rage quit. But then I put the switch away. I play Animal Crossing for 30 minutes and then I go right back to it. You know, so it's I've I've been having a blast and I bought the game and that's what I've been playing. So, yeah, that's fun. I love anything that has cat ears. Oh, yeah. Everything has cat ears. Like, everything in the world has cat ears. Like, the bushes have cat ears. That's amazing. Yeah. Everything. Oh, so good. Me likey cat ears. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cat ears on seagulls. That's funny. So funny. And also a little weird. So funny, though. So funny. Because you you collect cat shines, and then you get your Super Mario power up. It's it's, it's awesome. (laughs) Like, honestly, if anybody, like, wants to start to get into Mario, I think this is a great, like, get in, you know? Especially, like, standard platforming games. I mean, I'm not that good at it, but I will be. My my vocabulary will get better with time. So she's working on her vocab. Yep. Getting my my gamer <laughs> my gamer stamp in the Mario section. Have you played Zelda? Just played Zelda recently. Kutun. Persona played it recently. Kutun. <laughs> and then it's like Mario played it recently. Kutun. <laughs> Heard about these things? Kutun. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I'll give you I'll give you my 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 cutouts over here so you can hold on. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Yep. Put them in my pocket. There you go. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I know about games. So if you ever want to get into games, I can like, I can safely introduce you to something that you'll eventually get into. But you like The Sims, and we would play like Mario Kart and Tekken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it. Cool Borders. I did like Cool Borders. Yeah, that's right. Know, we never went past the demo. <laughs> no. So, no, I, so it was I one level. Oh, oh please, you know how many people got those PlayStation CDs like? things and just that's that was their video games where they never bought real ones you just played the demo the entire time that was amazing yeah i mean that's that's how you got new games was from the playstation magazine (laughs) yeah so that counts remember there was that one helicopter game where it was super hard like i think that was no that was from like nintendo 64 that was like sky fox or something sky fox was that 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 was hard Whatever game that was, yeah, it was like we had to like we We had to land. Yeah, and then there was like a hand gliding one. Probably wasn't Sky Fox. I'll 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 look it up and I'll find it. It's fine. It's on the screen now. This is the game. This is it. This is the one right here. It's on the screen, guys, right here. (laughs) Cool. Uh, so thank you for listening to another. You don't make friends with giant squids podcast. I'm Squid and I'm Jackson. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Squid! Congratulations on reaching the end of the video. I just wanted to thank our patrons for supporting us this month. If you want to become a patron, or if you want to find out more information about future updates or past projects, please follow the links below. If you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you all in the next one. Later!